Hong Kong was supposed to enjoy a great deal of autonomy from mainland China. But the totalitarian regime of mainland China could not tolerate a free city in its midst. Consequently Hong Kong has been gradually losing its autonomy. When I discussed our cities and towns, I said that, in the name of democracy and thanks to the 9th and 10th constitutional amendments, they enjoy a great deal of autonomy in the way they govern their local affairs. In other words, they enjoy the freedom to be like Hong Kong. What Hong Kong used to be in relation to mainland China are big cities and small towns ought to be in relation to the federal government. This is true in theory. But in America this theory has remained unknown to this day. This is why our cities and towns have remained subordinated to their respective states and to the federal government. This systematic subordination cripples their autonomy. Our sanctuary cities, an example of crippled autonomy. In the state of California, sanctuary cities have mushroomed. They refuse to collaborate with federal agencies that enforce federal immigration law. It is not clear how they justify this behavior. Mayors and locally elected officials are expected to swear their allegiance to state and federal laws. This means that they have no right to disagree with federal law. How do they justify this contradiction? Their answer is not clear. On the other hand, the federal government seems to tolerate this timid disagreement. Seattle I have tried with no success to convince our elected officials that, in theory, Seattle should feel free to become the Hong Kong of America. If our local officials and a large number of the people feel obligated to respect state and federal laws, it makes no sense to insist. It is hard to enlighten those who are victims of patriotic obscurantism. It is as hard to enlighten them as it is to enlighten fundamentalist Christians on the true nature of the Bible. Change is unavoidable. Eventually hard rocks can be transformed into moving sand. What is impossible today can become possible tomorrow. What I sow today may be harvested many years later by someone else. Eventually our cities and towns, with the help of the states, will render the federal government obsolete, and will reduce its powers to mere ceremonial glamour. Too much power is incompatible with democratic freedom. This is why I maintain that, with the exception of matters of style, the federal government is, in substance, just as intolerant as the Chinese government, in what pertains to local government's exceptionalism. Power and democratic freedom cannot coexist. I am not only speaking of individual freedom but more importantly of the collective freedom of our cities and towns.